Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cards Wallop. I am Gemma. No James this week. He is off uh, getting... <laughs> Sorry, hold on. He is off getting dentures Come fixed. on, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I had this all planned out in my head. Shush. <laughs> okay. He is off I don't want to interrupt. Dent- you just go. Don't make me mute you. No, no, I don't, I don't want to interrupt. No, please, please go on. <laughs> you going to talk again? <laughs> I mean, come on, as if I would do such a cheap shot as that. Go on, please, no, in your own time. Well, thank you. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> He's getting Whenever dentures. you're ready. Look, I don't want to just cut in and just, this would be a childish joke to do another time. No, I'm I'm done now. Go, go, go. Oh, okay. Is that is that like pranks? Is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll say I was trying to tie in with the theme of the show, not like I was just being a dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with that. <laughs> Sorry, can't, can't. I will shut the fuck up. He's getting gold-plated dentures fitted into his teeth because the glory hole business has been amazing. So there you go. Thank you ever so much. I got that out. <laughs> I mean, was it worth the build-up, though? Was it really? I mean, if nothing else, like if he had gold-plated dentures, he'd probably spat that out quicker. <laughs> well, to be fair, it would have been really funny had somebody not interrupted me the whole way through <laughs> or if you got out the first time i mean yeah either way who knows <laughs> oh bloody hell you know what i was gonna do a nice build-up of introducing yourself but you know what you can fucking introduce yourself now go on <laughs> the man the myth the legend host of 24-hour podcast radio shows live interviews on facebook on a uh, twitch and youtube he is the the guy who interviews people on stage live at sci-fi events around the world. Please welcome the one, the only, Dr. Squee. Oh, thank you very much, Jem. That was a wonderful intro, and uh, I'm just so glad you got out first time without any stammering. That was great. I don't care. (laughs) I'm immune. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll just keep going. You know, the snoring will not put me off. Like, if there's one thing I can do, it's talk. (laughs) That's for sure, definitely. So, thank you ever so much for interrupting everything that I've said so far. That was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you ever so much for being here today. It's nice to sort of catch up with you because, well, it's been at least a year since the last time I saw you. So, uh, how have you been? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just trying to think. What was it? What's happened in the last year which might have caused that? I can't think. There's been nothing nothing in the news, I don't think. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I've got um, my first vaccine today as we're recording this. 
So Ooh, by the time this is going out, I'm probably just wicked sick uh, with kind of some mild form of uh, coronavirus. But there we go. Uh, it's kind of weird because what I do for a living now is uh, I'm a team leader for a group of people who make calls uh, regarding coronavirus to kind of follow up from the NHS to see um, see how people are, get some uh, ask some questions for research purposes for the NHS and sometimes book people. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I fully believe in it and everything which we say on that, I'm kind of behind. But when it comes to the day when you're about to have it, and all that's been in the news is like, you know, uh, this might cause blood clots. This might kill you, you know, this, that, and the other side effect. It's like, hmm, I'm not feeling so cocky right now, but I'm still doing it. It's still the right thing to do. I can report. Everyone go and yeah. get those jabs as soon as you can, because it is um, life-saving for so many people. Not not necessarily yourself, but for people around you and the wider community, it's such a good thing to do. So, um, yeah, I'm putting my money where my mouth firmly is today. <laughs> and also, I should yeah. say... You know, it's it's sad that James can be here today. Sending much love to James. I uh, hope you're all right. But uh, good news is he sent me something because, uh, you know, I believe this is your Easter special. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, James was a bit worried that people were losing sight of the true meaning of Easter. So he sent me something. Look, it's just up to you whenever you want to put it in. Uh, he wanted me to read something out, which definitely comes from James. That That's James Stafford. If you want to message him on Twitter or write into Talking Codswallop. And he, he messaged me like this kind of thing he wanted me to read out about the true meaning of Easter. So I'll read that whenever you're ready. Okay, well, we'll get into that in a, in a minute. But just quickly with regards to the vaccine. Yeah, I've had my first dose and I can confirm that I've only got an extra tail. So, you know, otherwise I'm all right. <laughs> I thought you were an extra tail. So uh, other than yeah. the two you already had. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I had two coming out of my chin, but now I've got one coming out of like the lower back. <laughs> yeah, and those are tails. It's not a beard, honest. <laughs> Covered that on a couple of episodes ago. I'm waiting for the beauty salons to open. I am, definitely. <laughs> oh, jeez. I tell you, like my hair is just such a mess at the moment. Like, I'm not a vain guy, but uh, especially when it went through this awkward middle phase, because I've kind of got a, it's not a mohawk, but it's kind of the middle bit is longer and the side bits are shorter. So it's kind of like yeah. a style. Uh, and as it was growing out, you it just became tufty on the sides. It just looked like it looked like I'd gone for a very very weird kind of tribute to some eighties comedians who had this kind of weird tufty hair hairstyle as they were going bald. <laughs> it looked like I kind of put a wig in the middle. It just it was not a strong yeah. look. It, it's kind of just about self corrected. But I am very much looking for forward to haircuts being a thing again. Yes, yeah, definitely. Because stupidly before lockdown number two three or four whichever one this is that i had a fringe cut in i mean to be fair it's pretty easy to sort of keep control of that you know you can sort of snip it yourself or whatever but still this is the i believe the third lockdown and this is the problem like the franchise yeah. just just lost its way the original classic of course we all remember it the clapping very strong opening captain tom the second one, it went with a different formula. I believe there was, um, you know, different people involved behind the scenes. It just wasn't as good. It was kind of watered down from the original concept. Now we've gone through the trilogy. You know, the um, death of Captain Tom was very emotive, obviously, in the narrative. But but generally, it's just not been as good as the first. I think they should have just capped it off as a one and done. This this movie franchise isn't a goer. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh dear. Bad puns already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know if it's a pun so much as just one of my surreal rantings, but either way. <laughs> oh, can well, I, before I forget, sorry, sorry to interrupt you again. No, that was, that was honestly an accidental interrupt this time. Uh, go on. <laughs> just, just before I forget, because, you know, in my rantings I do, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, my buddy Al Galpin. He did Superpod 3, um, again, as we were recording this last weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, raised over £800 for Comic Relief, an absolutely wonderful feat. Oh, it was a podcast wow. festival from 8am in the morning till midnight. And uh, it was me uh, doing my radio show slash podcast and other podcast slash radio shows coming on. And it was actually a, a really fun packed day. Um, I had a lot of fun doing my episode because I had kind of three people come on, all which had technical difficulties. So just before we're going live, one was messaging me going, so, oh, I can't connect through the kind of uh, link because my browser doesn't support StreamYard or whatever we were using on that day. Another one going, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my my laptop's doing something funny. Like one of them came through eventually and we got them all on in the end. But it was a, a great time. A lot of money raised for Comic Relief. And uh, you can still yeah. give if you go to superpod.co.uk. You can give now and help tot up um, Al's uh, wonderful amount that he's raised. I don't know what it is at, at the moment, but it was over 800 quid last time I looked. Yeah, well, that is absolutely amazing. I was going to do that this year but i kind of chickened out the whole live thing scares me a little bit to be honest because you know like if i have to read something i'm I'm not the best of readers and stuff like this there's a lot of like obstacles that kind of put me off kind of doing it but for my own personal reasons so you know i was a bit sad that and i'd let him down well he obviously filled my spot so it's all good but you know what i'm saying is is that you know that i couldn't do it but also like james wasn't available either so if he'd have been there then maybe i would have been all right you know but yeah, yeah just but that is amazing news yeah, eight hundred pound is incredible amount. Yeah, that is really awesome. And the real tragedy of it is, though, that it's now kind of got me thinking. Like, hmm, I'm, I haven't done a uh, a twenty four hour podcast marathon live on video for uh, like almost a year. It's not even. In fact, it's September. It would be a year. Yeah. And I said at the time definitely two years between i cannot do this to myself i can't do this to poor nicola who has to put up with me when i'm doing one of these and i said to her last night i go yeah um s- s- since doing uh, um you know super pod it's 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 kind of been in my mind about doing another one she goes what why do you do this to yourself why are you doing this to me and i'm going all cogent and sensible points but once it starts in my head it's just kind of really hard to stop that kind of brain thing and i have said to her look it will at least not be before september i will at least make sure it's a year i'm going to try and do some extra prep in advance this year so it's not so mad near the end um but yeah yeah so so what's this space for um squee fest which is my particular brand of 24-hour podcast for whatever charity i do it for this year Perhaps coming this September. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll definitely be there this time. There won't be any illness that will put us off this time. <laughs> well, you've got about 18 hosts now, so you should be able to crack crack on with something. <laughs> well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? We could at least do a four-hour session with you because, yeah, we've got four people at the moment, maybe five. You know, the fifth one is still sort of like moving house and stuff. So, you know, not sure when he's going to be starting yet, but we'll definitely help you out with that and work it out and stuff like that. And as always, because me and you are friends in real life, aren't we? So, you know, if there's ever anything that you need me to do in the background, obviously just holler and let me know. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, the way it kind of operates, 
There isn't too much background that I can give to anyone else. This is the kind of pain of it because yeah. it's basically just me with an internet connection, which hopefully is reliable. And uh, with kind of StreamYard, it kind of people just grab the link and kind of go on. Yeah. So all the hassle and pain of it is squarely on my shoulders, including when I say to people, right, okay, just make sure anything you need, ask me before the 24 hours starts. Once the 24 hours starts, I'm live online. I can't answer any question. Everyone's like, oh yeah, sure, Squee. Yeah, of course. We we definitely won't mess you on the day when you're in the middle of a show going, oh, how does Link work? What am I doing with this, that, the other? And of course they do on the day when I'm live online. Because unlike <laughs> Al, who's at least a little bit sensible about it, he does... Don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away. He does a lot of prep and a lot of work on these things. Yeah. I know what goes into them. But, like, my way of doing it is to torture myself by me being online on the stream for the entire 24 hours. So, you know, different shows come on and just join me, basically. Yeah. He at least is sensible enough to go, you know, he's in a producer role and comes on for some shows. I, I'm not so sensible. I'm like, no, 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 let's completely punch myself. And then people will ask me <laughs> questions as I'm live, which I've got to, then while I'm talking to someone and interviewing them, I've got to be like tapping on my phone. It's it's all good fun. Why do I do this? Why? Uh, indeed, Why? But, you know, you're still going to do it, aren't you? So. Oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say this, it's not going to change a thing. No, exactly. <laughs> so if you're listening, Nicola, you're more than welcome to move in with me for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before he does it. <laughs> more than fair, more than fair. Yeah. I am unbearable. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Obviously, we keep mentioning Nicola. Nicola is one of my closest friends. Obviously, Ian, uh, Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we'll let Obviously, Ian go. Squeeing. Just just squee. It's all good. No, squeeing. It's squeeing. No, it, it's squee. It's squeeing for me and Lucy, so I'm calling you squeeing, okay? Okay, Gemini. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so, Gemini, go on. <laughs> Try and edit around this, Gemini. <laughs> to be honest, squee isn't your real name. So It is. <laughs> That I was born Dr. Squee and I changed it to Ian for kind of boring daytime purposes. Uh, That's the truth. Okay. Anyway, back to Nicola because I want to find out how she is because obviously you've both moved house and you're getting married as well, which is very exciting. Yep. So what's going on there? What with us getting married? I mean, nothing in the moment, just because we have just moved, as you say. Yeah. We're in a lovely new house. It's great. It's got a lovely garden to entertain people in, in the middle of a pandemic when we can't have anyone around. But you know, there we go. It'll be a lovely, <laughs> lovely when people are allowed to come around. Um, so yeah, basically, I mean, it was always the plan to have a long engagement. We're just sort of talking now that when, I mean, we're, we're waiting for the pandemic to end so we can go and look at a particular place which we're interested in and in, uh, getting married in possibly. So, you know, we, we, we've got kind of plans when pandemic ends to start planning that, but it has meant where we've just moved, we can concentrate money on the house. So we bought a huge fridge freezer. It's kind of like not quite a double one because we didn't have room for that, but it's like one and a half's worth. Yeah. So it's like double doored, but one kind of half's a bit smaller than the other, or one section, because obviously by nature, half is half. Yeah. Um, that's how half works. Uh, we bought and like a new vacuum cleaner, all very middle-class kind of uh, uh, middle-aged kind of stuff. <laughs> so we're just spending all our money on house stuff because, you know, what else are you going to spend on not going out? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you could be saving it for that big, massive party that we're going to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also the other thing is my current job is directly linked to the pandemic so it started when i was doing this job i just um basically i was part-time on contract part-time uh you know through an agency and so this job came up through the agency and they go well look it is full-time though because my agency stuff fell away from where i was working in the council it's like both jobs were in the council one was contract one was uh one was through agency 
And uh, so half my job just went away. And the agency said, look, we can get you something, but it's kind of full time. Uh, like all the jobs which get, we're getting through are full time. So this NHS job came up making phone calls uh, for flu, you know, for the flu vaccine okay. and follow up calls. Yeah. And so I started doing that. For the flu for the flu vaccine or for the COVID vaccine? No, the flu vaccine, because oh, okay. when the when the job was originally uh, set up, it was before it was started being set up before covid was uh you know a known threat basically so uh, by the time it came to fruition covid had just hit so they started the virtual flu call center so uh we got sent out some equipment and uh i was just making calls and then pretty quickly they needed uh assistant team leaders so i kind of put in for that and i got the job or deputy team leaders as nicola loves um loves the fact that it was called deputy because it sounds like deputy dog uh, and uh, so I started doing that job and then I got promoted to deputy team leader. And then uh, very quickly, there kind of started being murmurings about the fact that we were going to start making calls around COVID. So that's kind of how it kind of evolved. And then, yeah, so we moved over to COVID calls and uh, I got made a team leader. Uh, um, and I forget why I went on to this. But anyway, that's what I'm doing at the moment. So, um, so oh, yeah, that was it. So if the, when the pandemic ends... I kind of don't know what happens with my job because it's it's contrary to the moment till June because it's kind of rolling contract. Yeah. It could extend a bit longer. It could be that we're making call calls about the follow-up jab. If there is one, we don't know. It could be that we go on to making flu calls because then it'll be the time when they're doing uh, injections for that. I get the feeling as soon as lockdown ends, though, all the press around COVID goes away because they don't want to talk about it and no one wants to talk about it at this stage. So, yeah, I might be job hunting soon. Who knows? Well, let's hope that's not the case. Uh, if, if it is, it is. I kind of took a calculated risk on this. So it was like a full-time job, which Jesus knows that uh, at the moment, you know, I was just very thankful to have work during this pandemic when I yeah. know a lot of people didn't. And, you know, for a while, as I say, I was working part-time, which was a real struggle. So I do feel for people who've got no work at all, their jobs have gone away. And, um, you know, I hope everyone's staying strong through all this. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, I mean, when this ends, I'm actually in a good position based on the work I have done here of getting a better paid job than when I started, just as long as the work's there. But I think at least through temp jobs, they're starting to come up again. And, you know, maybe some more permanent ones will come up along the way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking all right. Yeah, that is really good news. And fingers crossed that it does all work out how it's supposed to for you. I do like the fact, though, that I asked you how you and Nicola were and you just told me about you. <laughs> oh, Nicola's good. Um, I think it's because... I will just talk about any aspect of me you like. Nicola, she comes, or she it used to be when she'd come home from work. Now we're working in an office here. But even if yeah. she's doing an odd day when she does go in the office, because uh, the council, once in a blue moon, she goes in to just check stuff um, uh, in where she works in the council. Yeah. And she'll get home and I'll go, how was your day? She goes, yeah, same old, same old. Wow. It's really thrilling to hear about your day, babe. It's, it's really great to catch up on all this nuance. So she goes, well, what are you going to say? It's work. You know, so that's her her kind of summary. I'd be like, well, you want to know what happened with a coffee machine? Now, like, let me start an eight-part story which will go off into many different diversions and eventually I'll talk about where I started with a coffee machine and my day at work. Um, but yeah, no, Nicola's great. She's um, she's like me working from home. She does, uh, she works for the kind of transport side of the council. And so uh, when she goes into the office, it's because they literally kind of print and uh, supply passes. So she has to kind of coordinate that from inside the council um yeah but generally we're just kind of like i mean other than the kind of stuff i do extra curriculum with the podcasting and all that that there isn't that much exciting kind of stuff to talk about like you know it yeah. used to be on the podcast or the radio show i talk about what's happened during my week 
And it's like that really, yeah. other than stuff which is in the news and stuff which affects all of us, there's just like, what do you do that's that special other than the latest Netflix show? It's it's just really hard to, <laughs> to have anecdotes. I've suddenly realized, because I used to do um, a lot of writing as well, which I want to get back into, but I've realized how much I was inspired by going out into the world and things happening. And that's where kind of that inspiration for me comes for stories. I've had other writer friends who've said, it's like, it's great. Oh, brilliant. I've always been an introvert and I just get to sit at home and write. It's great. That's perfect for me. But for me, if I'm not going out and being inspired by stuff, it's kind of harder for me to write. And and I didn't even realize that was part of my thing when I write. But there you go. Um, so yeah, so Nicola's good. Did that answer your question at all? It does. It does. Thank you very much. <laughs> we finally got round to it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you know, with regards to our podcast, because you've listened once or twice at least, we always pretty much start the episode <laughs> 20 minutes in. <laughs> sure. Did, did something distract you at all? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Have you finished your intro yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> it's perfect having you on the show because, to be completely honest, I have pretty much only got to sit here and just listen to you. I haven't got to talk. Yeah, I love guests like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do too. But it is nice when I can get a word in interest too. <laughs> that was at least five words right there. Come on. <laughs> it is. Well, anyway, the way that we normally start our episodes is have you got any codswallops? So, Dr. Squee. Go on, I'll call you your official name. Have you got any codswallop this week at all? Or in general, anything that's really sort of pissed you off or whatever? I mean, one of the challenges, this is the only thing which brings to mind really, because again, nothing happening. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, the, one of the things which uh, is kind of always fun as part of the job I do. So again, I'm a team leader for people making these phone calls uh, to follow up with people with their COVID vaccination. And the news is always a constant help with that. So you get any news story about kind of, or anything some someone's posted online about the, I mean, you know, I, I actually wish we'd record this after I got my vaccine because I'd have 5G to bounce the signal off. It would have been a lot, you know, uh, better. <laughs> but, you know, this is the thing. This we're working against. We are there, like all my team is work, working, making phone calls. They're all being very lovely and trying to make as many phone calls to help out the NHS and to make sure everyone's kind of okay making the, you know, getting the COVID jab and and they had a good experience yeah. and they got the letters they should have about it. And the first thing they hear is like, oh yeah, I'm not going to get that. That's going to give me kind of um, microchips, which is going to lead to Bill Gates kind of infiltrating my mind and it's going to uh, poison my blood and give mind control to the government and bah! <laughs> and like then you've got... <laughs> kind of quote-unquote general genuine news stories about blood clots which it turns out is kind of like bullshit science because it's a couple of people got blood clots had pre-existing conditions blah 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 and you know it's just i guess the uphill battle that um and i i what we're doing really is a very very small part of that we just make some phone calls at the end of the day i always say to my call handlers if you get someone like that what they're going to do, jump down the phone line at you. It's okay. I know it's really unpleasant to deal with, but you are safe. You are okay. Just remember that, you know, when you're kind of dealing with these people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the vileness that some people kind of spit out at the people trying to make a good, you know, a, a phone call to help them out. Yeah. But there's people within the NHS who are kind of nurses working on the front lines and they're getting the same shit. And they're the ones I really feel bad for because they're upfront and personal, putting their own lives at risk and they're getting abuse from people. And that's just 
fucking vile. Yeah, it is. And to be honest, it's, I know what you say, because uh, with regards to like the phone and stuff, because with my job, I deal with people on the phone as well, because I'm in customer service. And sort of throughout the years, I've pretty much done this throughout the years, but with different companies and whatnot. But yeah, it's when you do get that nasty person on the phone, you know, there is a part of you that kind of does go like, you know, it, it just makes you feel so horrible, especially when you're trying to do a good thing for that person, you know, when you're trying to help them and they're being vile to you. It's just, yeah, I can understand that. It's, um, it's absolutely disgusting behavior. And in my case, it's customer and they are potentially like really pissed off with something that's happened or whatever. So it is sort of a different scenario, but you know, in this circumstances, it's just, People just need to get on with it and just get the jab because otherwise life isn't going to go back to normal, is it really? Yeah. So. I mean, there's even the fact that you get in the news and these are genuine, again, it's kind of a genuine story. So I understand why people are wary, but you get news story where it's like, uh, you know, spam callers are, are calling up people and fraudulently trying to get the bank details for phoning about the COVID jab. So then my call handlers, after that's been on the news, have to call. Hundreds of people a day, which like half of which are then going to go, no, we heard on the news that you're just a, a spam caller. And it took ages for the NHS, you know, understandably how quickly this was all rolled out and, you know, had to be put in place. Yeah. But it took the ages to advertise our phone line and to put it in the letters which people get. So now it does say about us making phone calls. So it's a bit easier, but just, um, yeah, so we're, we're having to to fight what's in the news. And again, some of it's mm. kind of genuine, some of it's not so much. And I... But I understand why people are worried. But, you know, we we always say, like, as soon as someone says no on a phone call, which we're making, that second you go, thank you very much. Here's where you can get some more details. Thank you. Goodbye. So it's not like, you know, if someone says no, we're going to keep them there. But people get so defensive and they get so used to the uh, crap from uh, spam callers yeah. that their backs are already up. And so we're already working on the back foot, trying to kind of just kind of calm people down, just go, it's, it's okay. If you don't want to speak to us, that's fine. We will let you get on with your day. If you do, call too. And we won't sell you anything. We won't ask for your bank details. It's all fine. But people are just so ready for uh, that fight with the spam caller, which again, I, I understand. I've answered the phone before yeah. to a number that I reckon. I was like, hi, who is it? What do you want? It's like, oh, my doctor's okay. Yeah, thank you very much for calling me. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a lovely call. And I love the fact that on phones now, it does kind of recognize when your GP calls you, it comes out as hospital or, or GP surgery or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's my COD's wallet. There you go. And that's good COD's wallet because, you know, with regards to the, the spam callers and stuff like that, it's like my mum probably gets five a day, mm -hmm. five spam callers a day. And I can't even tell you how many I get on my mobile. It is really, really frustrating, especially when you're the person who's actually on the phone trying to do a good job you know in your circumstances i mean but then you have had you know all the people have had so many different like spam calls that they're just they're just not interested anymore I mean, it's you know? also worth saying as well just because again i feel like i have to speak out in uh, favor of the vaccine because of my job and and just just my personal belief in it but it's mm -hmm. also worth saying that people are kind of so worried about how quickly it's rolled out but if every vaccine that we got or every kind of uh, medicine went through the amount of testing these ones have in uh, a, a year, we'll say kind of to be generous, but even let's say even half a year, the they've got tens of years worth of, of uh, funding 
that other vaccines get. So what other vaccines might get in 10 or 20 years, this vaccine has had money pumped into it because we've needed it so quickly. Yeah. So even though it's been rolled out so quickly, the amount of testing that's been done in it compared to other drugs, which you will take every day, it's staggering. You know, of course, yes, we would ideally want long-term kind of results. We want to know that. But the amount of upfront testing that it's got is is just amazing. And it's worth bearing that in mind because I, I think it is a legitimate worry that uh, vaccines usually get longer testing. I mean, you know, I, I understand people's fears, but you've got to remember the money that's been put into to this coming to your arm yeah 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 i agree definitely i'm just trying to think if i've got any cod swallowed this week to be honest because i know that there was something um if you want to say something about james he's not here so perfect time no no james is my absolute bestest buddy in the whole entire world i wouldn't say anything about him unless it's a joke <laughs> blonde hair blue eyes if you want to say anything about aryan race or anything like that this is a good time to bring it up <laughs> <laughs> no not at all it's really frustrating me actually because there was something that really pissed me off this week but you know it's like one of those things that it, it kind of doesn't stay in so I, I quite often write them down but i've forgotten but i know that we have got a listener codswallop so that's much more important so the listener codswallop is from my buddy midnight smoke who is part of the gami his is and this is uh, quite relevant for me as well. Why is it that customers wait until the last hour or so to fucking call for their problems? It's been happening all day. So that's basically what they've said. Then why the fuck didn't you call sooner, you fucking twat, is what he's written. <laughs> I think I can understand that because quite often, because you know, like we've got a technical department in the company that I work for, you know, because it's like extractor units and stuff like that that we work with. I'd, quite often, I get telephone calls and they come through to my line, and I have to then transfer because everyone's working from home and whatnot. We do get calls quite often like that that people are saying, "Oh, I've had this problem all day," and it's like five to five, and it's like, "Are you fucking kidding oh, me?" Oh God, yeah, yeah. It, it's the yeah. whether it's phone calls or working in person the the one which takes the longest is always the last call or the last customer of the day it, it's it's just oh it's it's awful for that that's why i don't miss about retail or making the phone calls myself i've got to admit yeah absolutely because yeah there was one that i had earlier this week actually and the guy again he called in for the technical team and it was actually five o'clock and i said well i don't think you're gonna get much luck because it's five o'clock now and we finish at five and he was like, oh god i didn't even realize the time and i was like yeah you did you're just chancing your arm you dick <laughs> <laughs> obviously didn't say that but you know <laughs> we know we're not stupid <laughs> yeah so i agree i agree midnight smoke yeah yeah i think a lot of us can relate to that yeah <laughs> okay well i think now that the cod swallops are all done and you know mine's still forgotten so it'll just be there for another episode i'm sure we'll move on to our eastery section of the show because this is dropping on east weekend so we wanted to do something that was a little bit eastery eastery related or happy chocolate day as i like to call it <laughs> with the first post that i put out which was with the end of lent fast approaching what one thing would you give up for 40 days and 40 nights 
So before we get into that, though, you've got something from James that you wanted to say. So feel free to read that bit now, if you'd like. Well, I mean, James, uh, you know, many may not know this about him, but deeply religious guy. He's sick of the blasphemy around Easter. And so he's just sent me this kind of retelling of the original Easter story. And I thought it was just... um, I thought it was quite right and proper that we should do this at this time. And I'll read that out for James because, you know, sorry he couldn't be here himself today to do this. Again, if you disagree with anything in this, please write to James Stafford or to the Talking Codswallop email or uh, social media. None of which we will give you so you can't complain. <laughs> just just listen to any of the episodes where they talk about it. Go into the Talking Codswallop page on Facebook. Tweet them, you know, at Gemma, at James. <laughs> Come do all that stuff, please. They want to hear from you. For all of that information you need to actually read the description so the stuff that i actually write in the notes on the podcast but i'm pretty sure that only probably 10 percent of you read that so but you can now that she said that or you can just google talking (laughs) codswallop it'll all come up it's fine okay ask me i'll send you on the details but uh, you know don't complain to me it's all james okay so (laughs) so he sent me this original Original Easter story. So, uh, yay it was that back in ye olden times of God and all that shit, that uh, I'm just reading this verbatim from uh, from James, of course, uh, when there okay. was times of God and shit, that uh, Jesus had become a bit bored. He was kicking around Galilee, around kind of Jerusalem, and... He was looking for something to do. He found that he'd um, he'd done the loaves and fishes, so he didn't want to repeat material because, you know, you've got to keep it fresh in this game. Done the parting of the waves. He was struggling for his next miracle. And he thought that what he would do was he would, uh, just to show support for all his peeps out there, he would give up chocolate. So there was a chocolate link back then. He would give up chocolate for 40 days and 40 nights. Though it was, though, sadly, that Jesus had this need for a certain amount of chocolate in his diet. And uh, he actually, you know, was chocolate reliant for for his life. And he sadly passed away from lack of chocolate. (laughs) And so it was that they buried him in a cave and uh, they put some mini eggs around him because they were his favorite, along with some crabish cream eggs. And then they made a giant, giant mini egg. Well, it was a maxi egg, of course, because it was that size. And they rolled this boulder which is where we get the myth of the boulder, but it was a giant um, mini egg and they rolled it in front of the cave. So indeed he could not escape. And lo, it was 40 days and 40 nights later, they came to check on him to see if he was dead and shit still. Again, just reading directly from what James has sent me here. And they rolled back the giant egg, except for the giant egg was not there. It had gone. It like there was a few bits of shell around the bottom, so they could only assume someone ate it. They went into the cave, all the mini eggs and all the cabbage cream eggs, which again, let's remember, Jesus's favorite had gone and the body was missing. It had arisen to heaven and thusly the tradition of eating chocolate eggs and giving up shit for Lent was born. Thank you very much, Jane, for sharing that with us. And um, may you all go go with God. And if you have any uh, problems with this, I think it sounds a bit blasphemous to me, but James swears this is the real truth. And it, all you don't agree are the real blasphemers. Again, I'm just reading from James's email. So please write into James, write into Talking God's World if you've got any problem with that fantastic retelling of the easter story from james i think that's amazing <laughs> i know i i didn't realize that's how it all began but you know james no. tells me so so i'm not going to argue with him no because i've always questioned how rabbits managed to lay eggs oh yeah yeah and it was actually a bunny who found the body had gone in the cave that was it sorry i missed a bit from his email oh okay yeah, no, yeah you're, you're absolutely fun yeah 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> the bunny actually had some chocolate and some some blood around its mouth, but he said, no, 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 I didn't eat it, and certainly the body wasn't consumed by me. I mean, again, this is all from James, if you've got any problem with any part of this. It's not blood, it's raspberry sauce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's that yeah. bone you're just using to pick your teeth with, bunny? Look, don't ask me any questions, I'll tell you no lies. He's ascended. I always knew it was the Easter bunny, oh, yeah. always. According to James, according to James. Yes, exactly, I stand by that as well. And that's the gospel according to James, as he put it. <laughs> amazing input there from james he always has to be part of the episode somehow anyway from james stafford that's james stafford you can look him up on facebook yes james m stafford yes he won't tell me what the m stands for and i think if he has previously but unfortunately with my brain i have forgotten and i think it's something like maurice or something like that (laughs) it's actually messiah again i think blasphemous but he says it's okay (laughs) fantastic (laughs) Well, let's see what the tadpoles have to say with regards to what they give up for 40 days and 40 nights. My friend Sean from the What Does It Matter podcast, he has written drinking beer, I think. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I never had to subject myself to such things like Lent or hating people that a clergyman tells me to because a book told him so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i sent him my handbags message for that one <laughs> i mean that's that's the the classic uh, well i give up giving up something for lent for lent <laughs> exactly uh, but no never give up beer and so my friend melissa from the book reading podcast has written not much that's why i'm not very good at lent i used to try and give up soda sweets smoking etc this year, I probably should have tried giving up Amazon shopping, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also agree. I've probably done far too much for that. This is the thing. Certainly one company which doesn't need to put a microchip in us this year is Amazon. They've already got us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're hooked, line and sinker, aren't we? Yeah. Right. Daniel Myers says... Tolerance. I'd like to give up tolerance for 40 days so I could run around battering stupid people. I know it's completely unrealistic and I promise no morons were hurt during the creation of this post, but a boy can dream. (laughs) Took a dark turn? It it did. (laughs) But that's why we love him. (laughs) Okay, Owen Edmonds. Now, we have to remember Owen Edmonds and what he's given up for 40 days and 40 nights for when he gets to the prank that Squee has very kindly said that he's going to read for me because it is a bit of an essay, that one. (laughs) So I don't know if you've read it yet or not, but, you know, we'll get to that in a moment. I've read the first chapter so far. I mean, Jesus. It is a bit of a book, but Owen did say that he did condense it down and that's as much as he could condense it down. So that's what I just wanted you to remember. This is what his giving up for 40 days and 40 nights is before you hear that. Okay, so Owen Edmonds <laughs> being nice. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to be a complete ass to everybody. And I was like, ooh, I might join him on that one. Well, yeah, you haven't started already, Jim. Shut up. You know I'm a nice person. (laughs) I mean, the shut up really sells it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Our lovely friend, Lucy Caton. Hey. Work. 
I could easily not work for 40 days. And I agree with her there. And I put, this is me on the telephone. Hi, is that Lucy's boss? Well. <laughs> hmm. The next one is from this crazy cat called Ian Shaw. So I don't know if you want to just read that yourself. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what he put. I haven't got you. Ah, you see, you haven't, uh, you haven't prepped me for this. I haven't got it here. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, I can read it for him if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a weirdo, but go on. It does sound like a right weirdo, to be honest. But, you know, I guess, you know, we take all that we can when we're an indie podcaster, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Right, his says, negativity. I think through the last year, we've had enough. So, Dr. Squeak, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I'm very down on that post myself. But uh, no, I mean, a very concise, well-written kind of short posting. Obviously, nothing like uh, that I would write. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a fuck of a year. Like, let's face it, we're all kind of struggling like fuck right now. Like, after a year of lockdown... Actually, I should say most of us. I will actually give a shout out to my friends who are recluses, who kind of like, even though they're my friends, they kind of um, don't like the outside world that much. And they've thrived in lockdown. So I'm very pleased for them. And it just shows any circumstances can uh, work in someone's favor. But generally, a lot of us have, have struggled this year and it's been really difficult. And then when people are just generally shitty to each other, it doesn't help us get through what's already a very, very kind of uh, difficult time for a lot of us. So um, I, I would support what Ian said there, that uh, <laughs> let's try and be a bit nice to one another. Let's try and put a bit of positivity out there. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And I think, yeah, you know, you keep saying about all the recluses and stuff. I think I'm probably a slight recluse. I think I'm a bit of both, but leaning more towards the recluse because especially working from home i'm loving working from home and i've said this every almost every single episode (laughs) so i'm a bit like a broken record there but it's true i really do yeah i mean i would honestly keep that about this like if my next job could be working from home again i would be made up yeah but just maybe with being able to go down to the pub afterwards that's the thing see i am missing seeing friends this weekend it's my niece's uh niece's birthday you know it's actually quite nice that we're actually gonna see her on the driveway yeah i just i can't wait to really see her do you know what i mean it's like i haven't seen her for you know it must be about a year yeah it's insane and we only live 20 minutes away from each other yeah i mean that's the thing it's on the regular like i've got a shop mm. just down the road from me like it's like about five doors down and across the road from that shop is a pub so i don't really need to leave my block that often no. but when i want to see some of my friends it's kind of nice to be able to or see kind of family on birthdays and christmas we we're just talking about easter uh with my mum and uh, my brothers and she was going, it's like, oh, maybe we'll be able to meet up. Going, no, no mum, like at best by then we're at rule of six. Yeah. So, you know, all the family wouldn't be able to come around at the same time with our kind of partners and everything. Let's just kind of maybe by then I might be able to go and visit mum safely. You know, she's had her first vaccine. Uh, she's due a second one. I think it's it still would be after Easter. And so would I. Uh, but like, you know, in, in her house, socially distanced, or even in her garden, we might be able to have a glass of wine or something. But, you know, and that would be fantastic. But just even getting to that point where all my family can be in the same room, we're looking post-June at least. Yeah, I know. And that's kind of just crazy to think after we've already been through a year of um, on and off lockdown. I know. It's insane, isn't it? It's absolutely insane. I don't get it anymore. <laughs> well, you know, if lockdown hadn't been so on and off in the first place, then we'd be out of this or, you know, be in a better position, should we say, by now. If we hadn't have 
Sorry, but, you know, uh, for, for anyone who complained about the first lockdown and wanted to end when it did or sooner, this is why we're still uh, having, why we still had such high rates when we started on the vaccine program. If the rates had been lower, we were in a better, better position to not have so many lockdowns later on. Mm. And, you know, as the vaccine took um, took effect, then we would be in so much of a better position. I think we're having to do the hard yards now because we weren't prepared to do it earlier on. And I get it. I understand. What we went through in the first lockdown felt like the biggest, most impossible thing we've ever done as a country, as a world, kind of facing this shit. But, mm. you know, what you've got to see is the big picture that we're going through more. Yeah, I think this one's been harder, to be honest. Yeah. This last one, I think that's been the hardest one because I think it's like, you know, we all know what to expect sort of thing. And it's like, it's worse this way round, you know, because we know, yeah, I agree with you that we should have stayed in lockdown for a lot longer. But anyway, let's not talk about COVID anymore. Yeah, we don't on. want to talk about that. Okay, so Joanne Alexander says, ah, yes. The famous bit where Jesus went into the desert and played martyr for over a month. Meanwhile, the devil is trying to make him see, sense, and eat something. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm I'm just I know James is just not gonna be happy with that. He he told like he we told the real story now. <laughs> I like but ah. Oh. And we all thought that the Irish people were religious. <laughs> Laugh out loud. <laughs> I know. I know. These, these Irish, I don't know. <laughs> Including my mum. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Before this one, big shout out to our buddy, Timmy Dawson, who is the Codswallop Popper. So basically, he provided us with the first listener, Codswallop. Hello, Timbo. Yeah. Well, he's Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, he actually has got COVID at the moment and uh, he's suffering quite badly because he's got underlying health problems as well. Oh, no. So big shout out to him and keep getting better. I'm keeping in contact with him on a you know pretty regular basis to find out how he's doing. So hopefully, touch wood, I'm actually touching wood there. We hope that he does continue to get better. So everyone sort of send a positive thought his way yeah get well seen buddy yeah yeah definitely so he's written i'll give up feeling ill it would be nice to have the energy to do anything and not feel pain if i can't choose that then i'll easily give up cliff richards as he is just fucking awful <laughs> Yeah, to, to give up Cliff Richards, I'd have to start on Cliff Richards, and I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> do you know, he's one of the most famed people ever as well. Like every interview, he always managed to sneak in a uh, humble brag. So there was, uh, I used to work as a care worker, and there was one of the clients I had who brought a Cliff Richard DVD. He was a big Cliff Richard fan. So, of course, you just watch whatever they want to watch. It's their house and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, we put on uh, this DVD, and Cliff Richard was going like, uh, you know what, um, we recorded these records and we didn't record them to go to number one. Of course, they did in all those uh, instances. But uh, And it's just all this kind of stuff of going, um, oh, I mean, um, obviously Elvis was a, a huge, uh, big inspiration on me. But um, I mean, we actually had more number ones than him. But um, And it's just always every story he managed to get back to a humble brag about himself. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. The last entry was from my friend Kerry Harrington. Have you met Kerry? Uh, I'm not sure if I have. I, I, of course, know the name, but I don't think I've actually met her, but I could be wrong. I know what Nicola has, because we all went on the cruise together. 
hers is the school run. Josh is really cutting into my sleep time. <laughs> Which is obviously Josh is her son. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was obviously fantastic. Thank you ever so much to everybody who submitted entries to that because, you know, it's always fun when the listeners actually provide content for you as well, isn't it? It's like, that. you know, it's nice to actually know that they're actually listening and they're actually providing stuff so what you mean is like with me i've got the big question of the week on my radio show and it means you just get like 10 minutes just reading stuff as opposed to actually doing any work for the podcast it's brilliant exactly they're such it's suckers amazing. and they will never hear us saying this you will of course cut this out and because they never need to know that they're such suckers and they fall for it every time i mean we love them of course <laughs> <laughs> I well, I may edit that out, I may not. <laughs> oh no, you haven't left it in by accident, have you? Wink. <laughs> so, going on to the next subject that we've brought to the show, aka you guys have brought to the show, yeah. it's about obviously April Fool's Day. So, going back to the fact that I mentioned that it's my niece's birthday, just a quick little note that on... I think it's Wednesday the second. Well, it's definitely the second of April, but I can't remember if that's Wednesday. It's uh, it it might actually be my birthday. So if anybody wants to like send me lovely messages and you know presents are welcome, gold, diamonds, whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure what we can do to beat the last present, which I I will you know of course be honest was uh, all Nicola's idea when we what was that, the last present we sent you? Jen? <laughs> That was amazing. It was a shame, actually, because there was a little ticket in there that said who it was from. But um, yes, I I got a a colouring book, which was colouring in dicks. Yeah, we should <laughs> yeah. emphasise an adult colouring book. This is not for children. <laughs> yes, it was the best thing that I've ever received. I need to start colouring, actually. I need to start colouring that in. But either way, it was the best thing ever because I was just like, what? What's this? I haven't ordered this. And then it was like, just look through again. And then it said, uh, from Nicola. And I was like, ah, it's from Nicola. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, as a result of that, um, there was my uh, another friend's birthday. And I sent him, yeah, it's like, it's the Bag of Dicks coloring book. Yeah. Because uh, I was trying to find the sweeties you can get. Uh, sometimes online yeah which are like a, a bag of dicks and they're little gummy sweets yep i know uh, so the current book was the closest i could get so i sent him that instead so yeah <laughs> happy birthday have a bag of dicks <laughs> <laughs> from bag of dicks.com <laughs> yeah they were they were out at the time or you know for some reason it wasn't working to order from there ah. so i had to send him the coloring book instead of a bag of dicks oh fair enough yeah. i think it's uh you know it's all very appreciated so that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> next segue, or next segment, should I say, is because obviously it's April Fool's Day coming up soon. And just to recap, 2nd of April is my birthday, just as a little, you know, just everyone remember that 2nd of April. <laughs> what are your favourite April Fool's Day pranks? Now, Squee, would you like to read yours first? Oh, th who's this from again? Sorry, it doesn't have a name on it. This one's from Owen Edmonds. Oh, it won't open. Will it not? Okay, it's saying it's corrupt file. Is that really? No, no, April Fool's. There you go. Uh, uh, so that's my little entry. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so you notice how I wasn't really that bothered. <laughs> see, you see, listeners, this is the disdain she has. She already calls you a bunch of cum. 
And now she just, oh, I don't care if they open for like one the uh, listening thing. I don't call them a bunch of cum. You do. We call them sperm. Bunch of cum. That's exactly what you call them. <laughs> okay. Sperm. Which, what is, what is sperm but a bunch of cum? <laughs> they love it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> some people are tadpoles. Some people are salty tadpoles. It depends which one they want to be. So you're, you're a bunch of cum and you love it. That's what she's saying to you. Listeners, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, let me read this. Who doesn't love cum? <laughs> Hello, Gemma. Okay, you don't need to read that part. What what part don't I need to read? Well, you know, just <laughs> you read whatever you want. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, I don't think you need to read the Hello, Gemma part, but yeah, carry on. I'm reading the, you see, you see this from a fellow dyslexic, a fellow person who struggles to read. And then when I read it, it's that's like, I've got out. notes. That's coming I've out. I've got notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming out what's coming out <laughs> all that little rant <laughs> no no leave it in leave it in leave it in much more fun yeah so hello yeah. Gemma. it definitely says at the beginning here's a little prank that i did for full disclosure the prank ran from late august to about early december so whilst it isn't an april fool's joke it is the best i've got i've a little setup before we get into it I'm a contractor. I work in financial services, not PPI. And I was working on a project with hundreds of other contractors. We had heard rumours that the management were going to cull a lot of stuff. So we all started to look at about for other work. Now, this sounds like it's going to take a nasty turn, but we'll keep going. When I was sat at my desk, a friend came over and asked me about Ellsbury as he thought it was in Wales. Yes, I know. And just as we were talking about it, another colleague, the subject of the prank, and let's call him Jim, walked past, asked us what we were talking about. And without thinking, I said we were talking about a job, job in Aylesbury. We thought nothing of it. Two days later, Jim was on lunch with a few of the team and they got talking about new jobs. There was something in Liverpool and options in Sheffield. And Jim mentioned that I was going for a job in Aylesbury. The guys he was, oh, Jesus, does this come in in, in, in volumes? Uh, is there a paperback available? <laughs> the guys he was on lunch with knew there wasn't an actual job in Aylesbury, but they went along with what I said. And I knew that the person in charge of the project, so I was assuming to get the role. Then they came up from lunch. Jim walked over to me and asked me in the background. Everyone was waiting with their arms, suggesting that I go along with it and prolong the myth. So I did. I said the manager in the new project was a previous sales director and that I had a really good friendship with and that he had offered me one of the lead roles earning 50% more than we were earning at the time. Jim asked if he could get the details and if I'd put in a good word for him. I said sure thing, no problem. Me and Chris go way back. He'll hire anyone I say is good. Jim went back to his desk and a couple of the guys came over and we hatched a plan. To cut a, sto a really long story short, too late... <laughs> I set up a fake email address and got an address for a hotel in Halesbury and one of the other guys even created a faked LinkedIn page with details of the role. I gave him the email address, said to, to send his CV a cover photo and explained that he works with me and that I'd give him my okay. It took Jim a couple of days to rewrite his CV as it had been a while and as an older gent, well, they're probably young by the time I started the story. Uh, Mid-50s, he was great with computers. That's my editorialization there. However, he sent a CV photo and explained that we were best mates. Never true. He said that he was willing to take any role. By this time, everyone on the floor knew this was completely rubbish and they all played along. Every day on lunch, people asked him 
if he had got uh, gone for the role. One day, another colleague took a day off, and when he came back, he said that he had been down to Aylesbury for an interview and got the job. Another colleague pretended to get a call. When he came back to his desk, he said he had got the role as well. Jim was so excited, he told his wife that he would be leaving Manchester and would need to stay in over Aylesbury during the weekend. Or during the week, sorry. He even went so far as to contact estate agents and try to find out if he could rent a flat for six months. I feel like this story is in real time, but let's keep going. <laughs> After about a month of this going on and on and on, much like this story, Chip told us that he was taking a day off so he and his wife could go to Aylesbury to check out flats. I could have walked Aylesbury in the time I was telling the story. <laughs> shush! <laughs> Sorry? I said, you shush, you be good. <laughs> no, I won't. I refuse. I've got a lot more story to go. It was at this point that we decided to tell him, and so we did. In a team meeting surrounded by 15 of us on the team, he wasn't happy. No shit. He turned bright red and just went quiet. The atmosphere was horrible for a few days. He never got over it. It turned out that two months after that he this he was cut from the project and as wasn't very good and I was kept done. Oh, did I mention that he used to take the absolute piss out of everyone at every opportunity? He even made one of the women at the team cry because he was being constantly so mean. So no one was sorry about what we did. The story has become legendary with everyone involved. Sadly, Jim blamed me for everything, even though we were at least 30 people directly involved, involved in the prank. The situation got so bad t between us, they attacked me on a Christmas night out. Now, bearing in mind, is it Christmas again already? I have been reading the story for a while. Now, bearing in mind that I'm six foot 7.5 inches tall and built like a British shit house, he was five foot four. By the way, if he's that height, he's not in the Southampton area, is he? Because I love this story, by the way. And uh, built like a <laughs> built like a blancmange, the five foot four guy. <laughs> I didn't fight back, but I almost did. And that was the last time I drank alcohol. I didn't like almost losing my call and sparking out that twat. I've never spoken to him since that Christmas night and I care not a jot what he thinks of me. The moral of the story is, folks, if you can't take a joke, don't make a joke. And that story is available in hardback at the moment, but if you wait until this Christmas, it'll be available in paperback, Kindle edition... <laughs> And a 20-part movie, each part being four hours long, is in the works by Zack Snyder. Thank you very much for your contribution. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Owen. I know when I read it, obviously when I read it off mic, because, you know, like obviously the wonderful Squee just read it for us. And, uh, you know, I went through a wave of emotions with that story because I was just like, Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Oh my god, the wife. <laughs> By the way, did you have to take annual leave to allow yourself enough time to read that? Because that's a long ass email. It was all right. It was a quiet day at work. I okay. just read it then. <laughs> just one day, are you sure? <laughs> I'm a very fast reader. Yeah. When it's in my head, I'm a fast reader. <laughs> I skim read it. Skim read it. Skin, skin, or oh, whatever. You know what I'm You skimmed to say. Reddit. Is this up on Reddit yeah. as a, a long thread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will be now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I went through like a wave of emotions. And then when he wrote at the end that he was like a complete asshole, um, I, you know, like the, the guy, or Jim, as he was called, I felt a little bit better. And especially as he made a woman cry, I, felt, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh. 
oh god my voice is shredded after reading that yeah well i'll let you have a little rest now and i'll take over the reading colin mags has written one that took some patience was carefully unpicking the glued bottom of a packet of cigarettes sliding the pack out unfolding the foil top so it's undamaged taking the cigarettes out putting <laughs> putting them tipped down into the bottom so i think he's faking that the pack of cigarettes hasn't been opened yeah and he's turning some upside down i don't know why he glued his bottom but that may be a separate issue <laughs> <laughs> no, he unpicked the glued bottom. <laughs> oh, sorry, I understand that. <laughs> sorry, Colin, this is me reading, not you. <laughs> I know. I, I was just, I was just being comical with the glued bottom. I, I, I understood it really. It, it's I... almost like I was just being silly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know you were. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's almost like we're comedians. <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in your case. <laughs> so putting them tip down into the bottom half of a similar packet, taking a needle and thread and sewing all of the cigarettes together as low down on the filter as you can. So that it hides the thread carefully, <laughs> carefully slide the cigarettes back into the pack, then the pack into the cellophane, gluing the bottom of the pack. <laughs> Has he done this prank recently? Because the average pack of cigarettes is like 20 quid these days. I mean, that's an expensive prank. <laughs> it is, but that's an amazing prank. That's amazing. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. <laughs> See, I'm always impressed because, like, look, fair play. I do understand these kind of elaborate pranks. I've heard of people um, taking bikes and cars apart and rebuilding them in indoors. So it's impossible to drive it out because it's kind of just, it, it's impossible. Um and I, I love the effort and everything, but I just, I would start thinking the prank and going, oh, geez, I'm tired just thinking of that work. That sounds like a lot of effort. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, because I think the only thing that I've ever done, because I never actually covered what I've done, is just put like cling film over the toilet. So that when people go to the toilet, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't go down. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> That's great. But if you do it at your own house, you've got the cleanup. So be careful. Only do it at, at your friends' houses. Yeah, or work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that poor cleaning lady then. Or, or cleaning man, not being sexist. Yes, can't be sexist. <laughs> right. Daniel Myers. Last year, a person who shall remain unnamed constructed an email notifying an entire department that they were being let go due to budgetary restraints and cutbacks. They sneakily waited for their bosses to go out for an early lunch, then hopped onto his computer. Wait, whoa, whoa. And this isn't the story I read out again, is it? Because we're not going through that again. We haven't got the time. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the same I've story. I've got my back scene in like five hours. <laughs> Different person. Sorry, go on. <laughs> and sent it out to all of their co-workers. 20 minutes later, after 15 what-the-fuck replies from the team, they sent out another email from the boss saying, Don't worry, I'm just an idiot that doesn't lock my computer when I leave my desk. Happy April Fool's Day! See you all at work tomorrow! Nice. Right, so then we move on to the wonderful Lucy Caton. Okay, so she says, I don't think these are specifically April Fool's Days, but we did a few at our old workplace. Used a label maker to label every single item in a colleague's office, i.e. Bill's desk, Bill's pencil, 
Bill's paperclip, etc. I love that. You see, the amount of times in an office people nick your shit, I would be so thankful if someone had just labelled it all up for me. I know. But also the fact that they labelled the paperclip as well. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Nice. I mean, how did they get their writing so small? Like, is it on every paperclip? <laughs> that's, that's good work there. <laughs> yeah, good work. <laughs> Filled an office full of balloons, which personally I wouldn't like because I don't like balloons. Taped an air, <laughs> taped an air horn to a colleague's chair so it went off when she sat down. That's genius. <laughs> genius, yeah. <laughs> the same colleague was also scared of Sorry, because I know what's coming. It's making me laugh. <laughs> the same colleague was scared of cows. So we brought... So we brought... What the fuck? Come on, Gemma. Bring, it, bring yourself together. So we brought a life-size cardboard cow. cow and <laughs> what the fuck? It's making me laugh really bad. I think it's a pretty genius prank. <laughs> It's really tickled me. Oh, dear. Right, so we'll start again. The, I'll leave that all that in, but, you know, I'll save it again. And the same colleague was scared of cows, so we brought a life-size cardboard cow, stood it in her office while playing mooing sounds. <laughs> you see, what I love about that is, again, it's the effort which has gone into it. I'm pretty sure you can't just buy a stand-up cardboard cutout of a cow. Like, you probably have to have that made. Like, that's a lot of effort. I, you know, genius. I love that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the air horn one, the construction. Jeez. Yeah, I really like that one as well. At a different workplace, on my boss's birthday, we wrapped everything on his desk in cling film, including his desk and chair. <laughs> oh, no. It's, I, sorry, I'm reading it as you're saying it, but it's tinfoil. So that's even kind of more like the noise and everything I like about that. Yeah. <laughs> you say cling film. That would actually, I don't know which is annoying because cling film, it gets so stuck on everything. But tinfoil, the noise as you're unwrapping everything is just going to be a nightmare. Genius either way. Yeah. I like it. I like it all. I, I've got to say, actually, while we're talking about office ones, when I used to work in office many, many years ago, uh, there was someone who was really kind of just, she always had a problem with something. Once for her birthday, as everyone does in an office, you, you bring in snacks for everyone on your birthday and uh, leave them on the end of the um, thing of desks. And what she did was she brought them in, she left them on her desk, didn't say anything to anyone, and then got in uh, a real mood because no one would take any, take any of them. So she then put them on a desk for another team and made a big stink about the fact that no one took any of them because everyone hates her. And it's like, you, you didn't tell us. You didn't tell anyone. We're not just going to go up to your desk and nick food. You know, it's, it's just really funny. <laughs> so what we did once to her, and I, it was a bit mean because she was so high strong, but she kind of like just, she made a, a rod for herself. Yeah. But um, she got married. So her she had two nameplates and she'd put the one, you just put these kind of things on the end of your desk and they had like one of the little plastic standees and you just slide them in. Yeah. And so what we kept on doing every time she was away from her desk. Now, this is a really small, minor, unimportant thing, but we knew how much it would wind her. We kept on putting her maiden name in front of her other one. So she kept on sliding it back. She never thought all she had to do to stop us doing this was get rid of the one with the wrong name. And she was golden. But all she kept on doing was sliding into the back. So every time she left a desk, we just slid it back to the front. <laughs> and again, all she had to really do to, to stop it was to stop being wound up by it. All it is is a nameplate with your maiden name. That's it. It is fuck all of a prank unless the person wound up by it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then that was your fun, I suppose. Otherwise, she'd have ruined it, wouldn't she? Yeah. 
there you go. <laughs> no, I, look, I'd be great if she was happy, but she just wouldn't get out of her own way. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so the next one is from Bob Christian, which is, this one reminds me of one that I did to somebody as well, so I'll, I'll tell that in a second. When I worked for an IT firm, I changed a colleague's mouse from left click <laughs> to right click, removed the ball from the bottom of the mouse. <laughs> that was a classic. I remember doing that in offices. Yeah. <laughs> Then for Pierce de Resistance, I took a screenshot of his desktop, <laughs> set it as his wallpaper, then used settings to remove desktop icons. <laughs> desktop icons. <laughs> he was clicking at nothing. Needless to say, he wasn't too happy, and he had revenge later. Now that that's genius. Yeah, I had to ask what the um, revenge was. A revenge was sorry and he said that he dismantled his my desk chair and neatly stacked it up in the office nice. <laughs> nice. but my one that i remember from that was that we used to like all be in an office this is a different workplace now but there was one lad who had a screen that could swivel all the way around because he was in the the cad department so you know i think there was a reason for it you know, so that he could actually do like the drawing and whatnot. Anyway, so we <laughs> we managed to, this was like a couple of us, we managed to, while he was on lunch, literally turn the screen upside down. <laughs> we like, you know, we like messed around with all of the other things. And uh, yeah, again, when he came back from lunch, he was trying to work out how to sort of correct everything. <laughs> So I can't remember exactly what we did, but I just remember the fact that we did manage to uh, twiddle his uh, his screen all the way around. But, you know, it was kind of like a thing where this wouldn't have happened had you have not locked your, locked your screen when you left. Yeah. <laughs> David Cooper, he says, while working at a garden centre, we took a colleague's smart car, cling wrapped it and then banded it to a pallet and stuck it in the warehouse <laughs> as an engineer we used to send the apprentices to the store for non-existent items like a long weight a shy hook a left-handed screwdriver which actually they do exist now i believe and the classic tartan paint how does left-handed screwdriver exist because it's they're round there's no left or right. Okay, maybe they don't then. Maybe they don't. Maybe I misspoke. I'm just not, not sure what that would be. I don't know. One that you can use in your left hand. I don't know. <laughs> the other good one is wooden screws. I remember is a kind of uh, a staple of those kind of pointless things you send people out for. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Do you fancy taking Timmy Dawson's one for a bit? Because I had to give me a break from reading. Sure, I'll just take a belt of water. Because even I, at 12.30, haven't started yet. So when I was young, less hairy, much more handsome student studying theatre production, I thought it would be fun to gaffer tape my housemate to his bedroom. <laughs> we had been given lots of stuff at a trade show. I covered the entire room. Sorry, I covered the entire door area with tape so that when he opened the door, he would be met with a sticky surprise. Okay, sticky <laughs> surprise sounds like you did something much worse to me, but let's go on. Yeah. Once completed, I texted him saying I needed him to come downstairs for some reason. I think it was tea related. I couldn't see his face, but I could tell he loved it. He decided to repay the favour, but couldn't stop himself from giggling anytime I got near my bedroom door. So for the rest <laughs> of the night, I just kept saying... I can hear you, Simon. He would excitedly scramble back to his his room, resuming his attempt every five minutes. All night long, good times. Nice. I do love it. 
when you pranked someone or kind of got someone on something so many times that it becomes just paranoid about the house. That's great. Yes. <laughs> so if I pick up this glass of water, it's safe, yeah? I, look, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. It's just, I, I'm going to just swear off water now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is, that's part of growing up and fun, isn't it? Really? Oh, so, so. So, so you can eat that pizza, are you? Well, I'm not now, am I? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least we got one from the wonderful carrie harrington it's not an april fool's prank or even a prank per se but i do have a tendency to hold photo shoots with friends while they sleep after a night of drinking for example <laughs> have them holding tiny toiletries to make them look like a giant <laughs> have them making phone calls but my best one was I managed to put a coat hanger in their shirt while they were wearing it. It makes great breakfast conversation when I show them the photos the day after. <laughs> that That's pretty genius. Yeah, to which I turned around to her and I said, you've never done any of these to me, have you, Kerry? <laughs> she's literally done all of them to me. And there's photographic evidence and she's not allowed to show anybody. <laughs> So, Kerry, if you can post that on the Talking Cods wallet page, that would be wonderful. And Kerry, if you do, we're not going to be friends anymore. (laughs) Okay, Kerry, there's a loophole here. Send them to me. I'll post them on there. We're all golden. (laughs) Do you know what me as a friend, you bastard? (laughs) No, no, just like you just said, it would be her who... uh didn't like so who would be in trouble you didn't say anything about me oh okay anyone who posts them on the page <laughs> oh so now now it's down to you it's up to you how much you want me as a friend after i do that <laughs> <laughs> oh dear again that was amazing you know amazing amount of uh, answers there and that really tickled me <laughs> especially the cow <laughs> that's good stuff yeah it really was so i think in that case then my friend dr squee it is sort of time to wrap up the show now because we've been going for an hour and a half um by the time i've edited it down it'll probably be an hour and a half (laughs) and an hour of that was just me reading out that email like just just Learn to be a bit more concise, Owen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Although we found out this episode that yeah, it's good to have Owen on side. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of him unless he's in the Southampton area. Then I'm very scared of him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can show him where you live. Oh, I can't actually. Yeah, you can. Ha ha. And now you're not getting the address. I can show him where you used to live. (laughs) Well, it's just a trip down memory lane. If he lived here still, you'd totally be able to kick his ass. But as it is, I'll wait until I get the address. This is a pub he likes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but then now... The, the the reason why one of the reasons why I used to like that as a pub was it was right next door to me. Now I have to travel there. It's effort. Oh, fair enough. I meant the Hobbit anyway, but you know. <laughs> Again, it's not as close as it used to be. I still love it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But you know, close enough. It's uh, it's a lot closer than it is from me. Anyway, we're wittering on still. So, did you want to sort of give out your social? 
media and whatnot for all of your podcasts because not only dr squeesha you've also got the due south by southeast podcast as well yes which you had a very interesting guest on as well so which you can tell us about if you'd like yeah sure so um before i forget i also do uh i'm the narrator on this uh, podcast sitcom called Forza Crowd, which you can check out on your favourite podcatcher. It's uh, good times about uh, people living and dating in their 30s and uh, it's it's a comedy sitcom. Yeah, it's all good fun. So check that one out. Um, mm. And uh, on yeah, on Due South by Southeast, I created that show as just a bit of a giggle. The whole idea was uh, the other podcasts I do, I kind of put a lot of time and effort into uh, recording and doing and kind of securing guests and all that. So Due South by Southeast was meant to be the silly kind of just fuck about podcast while we talk about Due South while we drink rum, which it still ostensibly is. But it kind of has caught so much um, kind of uh, heat from people who are fans of Due South that we actually managed to get Paul Gross on, who was uh, the main star yeah. of Due South. He played the Mountie, for anyone who doesn't know his name. Uh, he was such a wonderful guy. He's a real big kind of actor in Canada. Uh, and so it was just such a pleasure to sit down with him. He gave an hour and a half of his time. So you can check that out on video or on audio on uh, G South by Southeast. If you check out the Dr. Squeeze Show YouTube page, uh, please do subscribe to that. Look up um, Dr. Squeeze, the Dr. Squeeze Show on YouTube, because at the moment, until we get to 100 subscribers, it will not give me a personalized um yeah handle for youtube so instead it's a load of random string of letters and numbers so please 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 subscribe to that so i can get a fucking custom handle and call it the dr squeeze show so it's easy to find Ooh. but just look it up uh we've got not only uh interviews from due south by southeast i put up on there as a little extra but you've got interviews with the likes of um now i'm gonna forget everyone but uh billow burst jr who is a horror legend who's been over 200 projects you might not know the name look him up though you'll know who he is uh kevin hearn who's from the bare naked ladies who's a fantastic um canadian uh, rock band one week is is their biggest hit yep. um and ah geez i'm gonna try and think of some more now oh yeah um uh alexander Sidig, who played dr bashir in uh, star trek deep space nine as well as being in 24 and game of thrones uh who else have i got on uh, paul haggis who is a an uh, oscar-winning writer who also wrote on due south and created that show uh, there's there's tons of different people you can find there so it's our youtube page you can go to twitch twitch.tv slash dr squee on facebook it's the dr squee show page um and we're on the radio every thursday from eight till ten so in all these different formats you can catch different things so when we go live on uh, facebook and twitch and youtube those live interviews and then we kind of take the interview and we put it in, in as a section in my two-hour radio show eight till ten on the bear.live every thursday um british time please look out your local times and uh, we also add the big question of the week and uh, I talk about topical events as well. So we've had my friend uh, Michelle, who's an NHS nurse, come on, talk about what it's like to be doing that in uh, COVID times working for the NHS. We've had a friend of um, Nicholas, who is the curry queen, uh, Sarah Chowdhury, who's been on TV doing that. And she's also a this award winning businesswoman who started up her own business empire and there's loads of good stuff. So um, please do check out the radio show. Please check out our interviews online and uh, check us out wherever you can get it and listen to that sitcom Falls Crowd. There you go. Ah, fantastic. And also when you're introducing the Talking Codswallop episode a couple of weeks after this one drops on the um, the Bear 
radio station because we're part of that as well and we follow your show don't we you do is what i'm trying to say and uh yeah and so basically you can say i'm actually on this episode <laughs> if i remember i will totally do that but usually what yeah. i end up doing is uh the, what i love doing the live radio show because like yeah they're pre the interviews are pre-recorded but i kind yeah. of do bits around it which are, are live record and um and you know stuff like big question of the week that's all done live and i always I try and kind of pack loads of stuff into it to make it a really fun show and make it kind of, yeah, just a real big show. But I always run out of time. So at the end, I'm always going, it's like, oh, it's talking crosswords on next. Yeah, bye. (laughs) It's always a mad scramble to fit everything in. So (laughs) if I remember A, to plug you, which I try to do every week, and I remember my own name and everything else, I will remember I'm on there, I'm sure. But, But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that works we'll out We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An update will be coming. It might be my Codswallop if he doesn't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case then, I think that we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. She has. And he has been Dr. Squee. <laughs> I've been Dr. Squee. That's James Stafford. Please rain any complaints. <laughs>